0: The first time you may really question your abilities is when you become a parent. For the dad, like me, the child is handed to you by a nurse or a doctor or maybe even my wife. But the sudden realization hits you. Did you really think this through? Because now you must choose. Choose to follow the call to be a parent. Or not. Now remember the flash of thought in my mind when that happened, and yet when I saw the eyes of my child with my eyes, I was committed. Committed to do all I could do to raise that child. I knew the child needed me to be all in. In today's gospel, we have very challenging words from Jesus that are frankly hard to hear because we can't easily fathom the ask. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And I would bet that most, if not all of us here today, Are people seeking to be disciples of Christ, to follow Him? But how can He ask me to hate my own child? And further, what is my cross? What does that mean? These are understandably reactions that we have, and certainly the throng of thousands around Jesus that heard these words along with his 12 disciples, must have thought the same thing. This is hard for us to hear. What is hate? And what to hate? Well, we need to hate what separates us from God. If our attachments pull us away from following Christ, and therefore the will of God, then that's going to be a problem. Truly, it's about having the right perspective. You remember one of Jesus' sayings if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out? Did anyone do that here at Holy Redeemer? I hope not. No, that's called hyperbole. It's called hyperbole to create effect, to catch our attention. He doesn't literally mean for us to cut out our eyes. He was emphatically trying to make a point. And I do this as a parent with my own kids. Shock them in to let it sink deeply. Cause you to pause. If you swallow that gum again, it will stay in your stomach forever. <laughs> if you keep making that face, it will stay like that forever. We say these things as parents, but it's to snap them out of something that is not on track. Today in Luke's gospel, I'm pretty sure it's a safe bet that Jesus is exaggerating as well to make his point crystal clear. As Father Nathy reflected some weeks ago in his homily, Jesus comes first. He has to be our primary focus. Not just on Sundays, but all days. But most especially on this day, Sunday. Even when visiting our friends and family, you might recall them, say, on vacation. They might discourage us from going to Mass. No! Go to Mass. We shouldn't be doing this act of coming to Mass because it's convenient. And because it's primary and first in our lives should be the reason. I need God, and the rest will follow according to his will. That's the way Christ journeyed to Jerusalem. And he's telling the disciples and those who want to be disciples, you've got to be all in if you're going to follow me to my father. He doesn't actually want his disciples to harbor ill will toward their mother or father, sister or brother, children or wife. Or even themselves. Nor did he want them to harm themselves by plucking out their eyes. What he's doing though is he's using this imagery of the absoluteness of hate as a hyperbole in order to emphasize that you can prefer no one else over him. He is to be loved above all. And if you love your father, mother, sister, brother, wife, children, and even your own life more than you love Jesus, you can't be his disciple. That is hard to hear. And yet, we have to weigh the cost or you will not make it. I will not make it. So today, ask yourself, do I want to be his disciple? That question should be one we daily reflect on. It's what should guide us Am I following Christ in my action that I'm going to do this day. We heard in the book of wisdom from our first reading, for the corruptible body burdens the soul and the earthen shelter weighs down the mind that has many concerns. That's so often our lives, isn't it? We have many concerns. We look at the needs of our family, friends, community, feeling that burden of need, and oftentimes at the expense of putting Christ first. Time and again in the Gospels, we hear of people who want to follow Christ, but have to take care of the family or have to square away their their resources. No, no. But here is the hope in all this. If you follow him, if you let go and truly follow him, he will give us what we need to do all that good work for those people whom we love. Those people whom he told us to hate. Because really he doesn't want you to hate them, he wants you to love them like he loves them. Selflessly. Authentically. You can't truly love someone first and God second. It's impossible. It's impossible because it's not truly love, it's something else. You may think it's truly love, but I assure you it's something other than God's love. God is true love, and God, He's not asking to be your friend, He wants you to be His son and daughter. He focuses our lives more and more and more toward God the Father, who brings that life about. If we don't keep that focus, if we become lazy in our awareness of God, if we drift when times are good toward the world and not toward God, then we will suffer. And regarding the cross that we must bear, we're invited to share Christ's cross, a portion of it, which is hardship in our life. And we either help him bear that or not. But the devil wants us distracted and wants to tempt us into not focusing on that. We can't be misled by that. Temptations draw us away from God. But we must lean into bearing the cross. Which is true love for the other. For those very people he said to hate. Whoever you're thinking of right now. Care for them. But care for them as Christ cares for them. Lean into the bearing, to bearing that cross that will help them and you. The cross is understanding rightly the life that you have been given and coming to know more fully how to live this right life rightly with God who's given it. But bearing the cross can be painful, there's no doubt. Each one of us can attest to pains in our life. And we may be tempted to blame God for that pain. Pain is not created by God, it's a consequence of the world's fallen humanity. But God uses the pain inflicted by the brokenness of this world to redeem us, you and me, by carrying it, literally carrying it, on that cross up to Calvary. He carries our pain on him. Our cross is connected to him. Let me ask you, would Jesus create pain literally create pain and then inflict it on himself I don't believe that he didn't create pain and suffering we did and we still do I still do when I sin and yet he says follow me Mother Teresa one of my heroes throughout my diaconal journey has a wonderful statement of truth that is so very sweet She says, I know God won't give me anything I can't handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so much. I can relate to that. Maybe you can too. But the truth is, he does trust us. So much so that he died for us in hope that we would follow him. He died for us in hope that we would follow him. Today, trust the Lord with all you've got. Even if it's just a little bit, trust the Lord with that. He won't let us down if we do. He'll transform our minds, our hearts, so we can love those in our lives with a truly authentic love that will help Christ shoulder the cross for their salvation and yours.